This is voice actor Mark Thompson, and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. think of Wayne Holtz, one of the first things they think of is the voice. And when it comes to today's guests, many think the same. From playing multiple roles on the MTV classic Daria, including Mr. DiMartino, Mr. O'Neill, Kevin the quarterback, and more, as well as holding it down on Yu-Gi-Oh! as the dice-wielding Duke Devlin, to being the voice of too many characters to mention on Pokemon, which by the way, if you're not aware, is in a pivotal point in its existence because allegedly Ash and Pikachu are ending their journey. Our guest today has done it all. Please clap in your heads as I welcome voice actor Mark Thompson. Hello. Hey, how are you, Wayne? I'm doing so well. How are you doing, sir? It's good. Thank you for all the head clapping going on. You you can hear it, can't you? Uh, very much so. So uh, one thing I love to ask everybody is where in the world are you calling from and what is your environment right now? Uh, I am calling from New York and there's a hissing radiator in the background <laughs> and uh, the dogs are being quiet as of now, but we might hear the dogs a little later. So We live for a dog bark, okay, in a natural situation. <laughs> So, sir, I became aware of you um, in my youth um, when it came to the Daria situation. I mean, one of the most classic shows and uh, cartoons in history, in my opinion. How was it when you found out that you would be a part of that show? It was pretty cool. Like, I, um, you know, obviously, I didn't really know much about it. Like, I, I actually auditioned for a different show. It was like a, a vampire show that never went into production. And then um, because that didn't go into production, they said, oh, well, that's not going to work out, but could you come in and read for this? And it was Daria. And I, I knew of uh, Beavis and Butthead, which it, this was a spinoff of, but I, was, I didn't watch the show regularly to know, you know that Daria was a part of that or whatever. So um, I didn't really know what to expect, but it was my first ever job. So I was I was very excited because it was my first time ever getting paid to act. So that was a big deal for me. That's pretty cool to have it as your first job. And honestly, uh, equally as cool for it to be an MTV show. Were you an MTV fan back in the day? I guess so. Like as much as anyone in my generation was like, you know, MTV was so like everywhere and just you know it was it was definitely a big deal it was it was much more about the music videos and stuff at that at that point so um so i i, I wasn't like a diehard mtv fan but i was obviously very aware of it and had watched it and you know um and knew knew it was for me it was a big deal to be on mtv like that was definitely a big deal so and you know it came from beavis and butthead yes but it was kind of in a world of its own and it's crazy because um 
for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Daria is a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead is a Mike Judge thing. The same year as Daria started, King of the Hill started. So it really was a great era of animated television. I really respected how witty it was and how, how different the humor was from Beavis and Butthead. And it was mm. really distinct and kind of, you know, seemingly kind of now looking back on it really ahead of its time. Um, so, you know, and it, so it was, it was, it was, it was very fun and exciting to be a part of it for all those reasons. Um, but it's not until much, much later that you kind of realize some of the significance of it. And it's shocking to me even to hear that you're a fan of it and that, you know, I, somebody, I'm going to be appearing an event um, next month and they were talking about how their young son uh, is, is now a fan of Daria. And so it's, 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 it's always weird to me that people are discovering it now and it still has resonance now. And we're definitely going to get into your appearances a bit later, but that's, you know, I, I find it interesting and also part of the human experience for you to say that it's shocking to you that someone uh, is a fan of the show. Because to me, you know, uh, I discovered Daria, uh, shout out to The end for anyone listening, where I watched Degrassi. Daria was always a show that came on uh, before that, so I never really watched MTV, <laughs> but Daria was on The end, And I was like, okay, girl, they're giving great commentary, they're giving great information, they're giving humor. And uh, it's interesting because it... It was ahead of its time in the sense that now almost every show is really commentary, commentary, commentary right. on, on the, the the life of humans and just like the modern situation. And Dario was doing that back in the day, just naturally almost. Yeah, it's really it's really wild. Like how. Yeah, like you're right. Like almost every show now has kind of uh, underlying, you know, social commentary or kind of, you know, observation that they're making about society at whole and like you're right i don't i don't think i can't think of another show that was doing it quite like that at that time so it's it's uh it's pretty interesting and you were giving commentary as multiple characters okay like i said kevin the quarterback mr o'neill who i loved and personally had a crush on back in the day mr d <laughs> mr d martino i mean what was it like finding out not only am i about to be on well, maybe you didn't know it was a hit show, but about to be on a cool show, I got a job. But not only that, I'm playing multiple characters. Yeah, that was pretty exciting because I, I always like doing character voices and, um, you know, uh, doing different ones. So it was, it, it was fun to be given that opportunity right out of the gate it was was huge and exciting. And and then it was it was fun that they were so different and distinct from each other. And it was it was fun that as the years went on, when people would ask me about it, like, wait, you do that. You, you do him too. So it was like, <laughs> it was, it was kind of fun to be able to, to do that. And it, it's, you know, it's one of the cool things about voiceover is you, you can explore so many different characters that normally you wouldn't get to explore. So it's, it's really, really fun. And so I imagine that was a great training in versatility. Yes. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like that was, uh, and, and kind of like, kind of threw me into the deep end in terms of endurance and you know there's a couple times i doing mr demartino was like daria daria morgendorf like like all the like yelling and screaming he does it was like getting ready to pop a vein in the booth so <laughs> i had to learn how to pace myself i was just about to ask and mr demartino for um if you for anyone listening who if you can't imagine him immediately in your head imagine the one with the, the crazy eye the blood vessel popping yeah. out of his socket uh, 
And so what was, did you have, um, tell me about like just being a part of that MTV era though, you know, um, once the show started airing and, you know, Daria went on for several seasons, it had its movie, it had a situation. So you were really like in the, when it comes to my generation, you know, one of the heights of, of MTV. I remember one year we got like a really nice watch as like a cast gift and it had Daria on it. And I was on the subway one day and like this guy in like a business suit was like kind of staring at my wrist for a while. And then, you know, event, like he looked like a total wall street type. And like, eventually he was like, is that Daria? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, I love that show. That's great, bro. And I was like, Oh wow. And, you know? And it was so, so that was one of the first times I realized, Oh wow, this is, this is having a much bigger impact or reach than I would think, you know? <laughs> so, and, and we would, you know, when, when the shows would air, um, you know, some of my friends would all get together and we'd watch it. And so that was, that was exciting and, and kind of a big mm. deal to do, you know, but um, yeah, so no, no, no real major, like awesome, no, you know, I love all of that. I also love, I love the, the idea of, you know, you and your friends getting together and, and watching your work, especially like at, at the start of your, your career. That's, that's awesome. And, and of course people, are always talking about the reboot, et cetera, et cetera. Is that something that you think could exist today? And in your head, if Daria were in today's era, where do you think she'd be? Where do you think Kevin would be? Where, where do you think Mr. O'Neill would be, honestly? <laughs> I Hopefully married and happy. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally think it could work today. Um, and I, and I, I think it'd be really fun to kind of, go back and check in on them and maybe see, you know, them as parents or, you know, or whatever. I think that'd be really, really cool. Actually. Um, I think, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, um, I, I could see Mr. O'Neill probably still teaching and just, you know, um, being very much a part of the, you know, conversation around wokeness and, and trying to, you know, make sure people are feeling included and, and things like that. Hmm. I think Mr. DiMartino is probably in the MAGA crowd, um, you know, okay. and Kevin, yeah, <laughs> Kevin is probably um, like kind of miserable and just talking about the glory days and just kind of wanting to relive high school over and over again. But, hmm. you know, kind of is at a dead end job and, uh, you know, wanting kind of living in the past, I would say. <laughs> And you know what? I could see him living in the past um, along with Brittany, who honestly, I could see them like not having been together for a bit and maybe having uh, a little bit of a reunion. And uh, speaking of Mr. DiMartino, I do have a question from at Harley J. Frog, a.k.a. Jenny Ferguson. Did you did you ever have a real Mr. DiMartino in your life that kind of inspired you? the voice that you, that you took on and the character you took on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, he wasn't as intense as Mr. DiMartino, but I had a math teacher that was a loose inspiration for Mr. DiMartino. Um, that, you know, I, he was a heightened version of, of my math teacher, but like, it was like, he just did not want to be there and was, you know, mainly like coaching the sports team and, uh, was just annoyed. Like I, I would go to him and ask for help or say, I didn't understand how to do a particular problem. And he's just like, D just do the work, just do the work, you know? And like, would shut me down. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man. So, 
Um, so probably a little bit based on him. And we all draw inspiration from those darn high school teachers. And we <laughs> yeah. draw inspiration from our guests. We're going to have much more from our guest, Mr. Mark Thompson, right after this break. This episode is sponsored by Sheath Underwear. Comfortability holds the crown when you're running around town, and Sheath Underwear always helps me hold it down. Whether I'm chilling at home or grabbing a mic for the road, Sheath always has me covered below. From their breathable materials and custom designs to making sure I look good in front or behind, Sheath is my kind of underwear. They have everyone covered, by the way, and so do I. So use promo code WANIAC at sheathunderwear.com for 10% off of your order. That's S-H-E-A-T-H underwear.com. Okay, Mr. Mark, so we have Daria, I mean, iconic, and I want you to never forget that, okay? Oh, thanks. It really, really is. But you've done so many different things, you know, and I was listening to some of your interviews, and uh, I noticed just that as a voice actor, you've you've given your voice to so many roles, minor, major, that it almost all gets lost in the sauce. What do you love about being a voice actor and just being so... Uh, being able to be so versatile and accessible. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it is that I, I, I like not getting pigeonholed into one particular thing. Like I really love, you know, playing good guys and bad guys and monsters and kids. And, you know, I, I really love the variety of it and, you know, the, the challenge of that, um, trying to make them all super distinct. Um, the, the variety of projects I get to work on because, you know, I, I've done like little, little kid shows. I've done action adventure shows. I've done, you know, audiobooks. I've done kind of more, I've done like uh, dubbing work on um, live action foreign films. So like you're kind of doing more dramas. And so it's, I feel like I get to kind of get little samples of, of everything. And like every day is something new and, uh, I really, I really have come to really enjoy that. And uh, one of our last fan questions from Micah Leverton on Instagram, he's asking, you know, what steps would you recommend to someone who wants to be a voice actor? What would you suggest they start doing? Well, it's constantly evolving. It, like it, the way people get started now is so different than when I started, you know, 20 some odd years ago, but I, I'd say, first and foremost, you, you do want to be the best actor you can be and like really work on your craft and really work on being able to interpret scripts and use your voice as an instrument. And so whether that means, you know, trying out for shows or making your own web content or, um, you know, just, just kind of, you know, going to classes and things like that, whatever it takes to kind of strengthen your acting muscles and your vocal muscles, I, th I think is going to be the most important thing. Um, and then, you know, as far as like getting your foot in the door, every single person I know has a different story of how it happened for them. So I, I don't, I can't really give advice like 
you know, do this or sign up for this website or, or do this because every single person I know has a different story. So just, just keep persevering and keep, try, try lots of different things. Like try the websites, try classes, try networking, try creating your own content and just see, see what works for you. Cause something, if, you know, I'm a big believer that if, if, if you're talented and you're working hard, eventually something's going to happen for you. Like some, some opportunities going to come into your life, but you just, you know, you, you, if you just got to keep trying and, and enjoy the process of trying and don't, don't like, you know, don't hang your hat or make your goal a particular form of success. Cause you don't know where you'll start and you don't know what you start with, what, what that will lead to. So just, just keep trying, keep experimenting. Don't give up, have fun, drink lots of water, get lots of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Determination is key y'all. And water is also key. I'm drinking mine as we speak. And you know, your determination uh, continued after your uh, time on Daria. I mean, you've done so many things, but I definitely, we have to talk about from going going from one cult classic to another as so we went from Daria and now we're on to Yu-Gi-Oh which yeah. I mean and we're going to get into Pokemon y'all okay we're going to get into Pokemon but Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> kind of caught me off guard I didn't realize that I would be so invested back in the day in this show and you playing Duke Devlin which uh, for people who haven't watched the show just so you know you came in after the first main arc okay so the show was established, the popularity was high, and then you came in as Duke. I mean, <laughs> were you ready for that kind of fandom? Because I feel like that's when they really started coming after you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I I feel like I'm kind of understanding the level of that fandom almost more recently. Hmm. Um, like there was like there's maybe like five or six years ago they asked me to do a like a Yu-Gi-Oh championship live duel or something like that. And that was probably the first time that I really got it where I was like, Oh, like, like people really like this show. Cause I was not really in touch with the fans when we were recording it or when we were doing it, I, I didn't really know, you know, much about the show or whatever. So I think, but like recently, um, and, and after that kind of thing, a few years ago, like, I've been doing more conventions lately and uh, some friends of mine got me to start doing that. And, and it's kind of only recently that I'm starting to see what this show meant to people and uh, how, you know, passionate they are about it. And, and so that's, that's kind of been a nice surprise and that's been a, a, a really encouraging thing to kind of realize that something you worked on a decade or more ago, <laughs> like is, is uh it really, really meant something to people. Is 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 definitely been a really pleasant surprise. So that's been really cool. Well, it one hundred percent means a lot to people, and I see that you do a lot of conventions. Which I listen. I know how much getting to meet the people that are your your heroes, the people that um, embody the characters you really look up to, what that means to them. And I mean, even recently, you also, um, you were surrounded by a little Yu-Gi-Oh! family reunion with Mm -hmm. Ted Lewis, who played Bakura, Darren Johnson, who played Pegasus, Wayne Grayson, who played Joey. I mean, that is 
the Yu-Gi-Oh! like Mount Rushmore right there. Yeah. How yeah. is it like when you get to see these guys? Um, that's probably my uh like next to meeting the fans, it's like my favorite part of those shows is just that I you know, because th- those shows we actually did get to know each other as opposed to Daria because um they were recorded at this uh, place called Four Kids Entertainment, and it was this really kind of amazing place where they were working on like maybe five or six different franchises at the same time. So like you would go in for Yu-Gi-Oh, but then you'd also like have you like as soon as you finish that session, you'd go and do a guest spot on you know Pokemon or Ultimate Muscle or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or you know wings club or all the all these different shows and so we would constantly like see each other um in 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 kind of the common you know the the kitchen area or we'd see each other you know in between in passing or waiting to go into your session and and when we did uh ninja turtles those were like group records so we would kind of have sessions where we get to record four or five of us in the booth at the same time and there'd be all kind of improv and joking around and you know all that stuff so and it's it's just a really great group of guys and like um like Greg and um I think it was Greg and Dan or you know I can't I can't remember who, who exactly did it but like at one point we did like a little one act uh, a group of one act plays together and we kind of did like a little theater company thing for a short amount of time and so we got to work on that together and so it's just there's a lot of great memories with that crew and um, it's super fun getting to reunite with them. And there's lots of, of banter and joking and funny group text things. And so it's, it's kind of become a little family and uh, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a huge joy to be able to spend time with them and in those situations and in the conventions. It's, it's awesome. And you mentioned Dan who, uh, Dan Green. So everyone listening, that is the voice of Yugi and the Pharaoh. Okay. Like when you think of Dan Green, I have to ask, what is the first thing that comes in your head? Because he was so dynamic on the show. And I mean, is really like an institution when it comes to, you know, the dubbed anime situation. Like when you think of Dan Green, what is the first thought that pops in your head? Uh, I mean, it's going to sound corny and cheesy, but like love, I mean, I just <laughs> like, Aww. yeah, he's become a very dear friend to me. Um, and like kind of a mentor and like, uh, I just really care about him a lot. And I, I think he's, um, he's directed me. He's, uh, we geek out together and kind of talk about star Wars and star Trek and Marvel and, you know, um, I just, I just really love the guy. And like, it's funny because he, you know, when you first meet him, he's got that voice and that Yugi, you know, (laughs) is that his normal voice? Like, is his normal voice like more like Yami? Kind of. Yeah. Like he's like, just cause it's like, you know, not that he's, but, but he has a very, you know, present (laughs) voice and, and kind of, you know, aura about him, but then he'll, instantly lighten the mood because he's got this really great sense of humor and he's incredibly kind and warm and you know so when you first meet him there's maybe a little of intimidation just because he's got this amazing baritone natural voice but then like it's like any kind of you know intimidation you might feel like just melts away because he's like 
one of the kindest people I've ever met and just supportive and, you know, and, and as a director, he's just like can really pull the best out of you. Cause he just, um, you know, he's an actor's director. Like he just really, he knows what it is to perform those things, but he, and he cares about all that stuff, you know, like sometimes, you know, some people might feel like, ah, it's just a bunch of cartoons who care, you know, or just, Oh, whatever, you know, but like, he'll really kind of try to find, you know, the, the deeper intentions and in, in scenes and kind of, you know, he'll really put a lot of effort into those things because he really cares about it and he really wants it to be excellent. And uh, so I just, I really admire and respect him a lot. Well, I love that he was not only a leader as a character, but also a leader on the show. And um, yeah, with all of you, I love that. And I'm honestly, I have to ask also about the gentleman who I try and recreate his voice all the time, okay, is, I mean, Mr. Darren Dunson, who played Pegasus in the oh, show. Oh, yeah. I have, like, what is he like? I mean, to me, that voice is just so soothing, yeah. so funny. <laughs> I mean, no one is more hilarious than Pegasus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's another treasure. Like, he's another, like, like I've, I've been directed much more often by Darren. He's just, like, another one that's just, you know, incredibly kind incredibly supportive really really wise and like he has a really great way of directing and kind of you know um doesn't like to give you line readings but really likes to kind of you know you know uh suggest things to you like and it has really interesting ideas really really creative ideas about you know how how like what how the scene should go or or ways to kind of you know get a performance out of you and uh just super super con like er everybody's just awesome but like you know hmm. uh he's he's a, he's a really amazing dude if, if you ever get a chance to meet him he's great i love that i love that y'all had a little family reunion and we're gonna get into the pokemon family reunion right after this last break here at the wayne holtz podcast we get down and dive deep with the personalities you want to hear more from. Host, author, co-host on the Drew Barrymore Show. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Racing, don't forget that. Ross Matthews. Filmmakers and Degrassi alums, Andrea Lewis and Mike LaBelle. Yeah, and when I when I got onto the show, everybody was so friendly. And, um, and because we've seen people at auditions, like my very first audition, I saw Aubrey. I didn't even know myself so well back then, but I think casting nailed it. I do feel like I was meant to play that role. The Tigre legend, J.D. Sampson. The Tigre was really all about coming out of Riot Girl and creating a dance space for people to talk about the same kind of things, but not in such an angry genre. It was almost like we can be angry and still be dancing. The bad boy of podcasting, Ryan Bailey. And I, I agree with you completely. Like, it is, uh, podcasts really are amazing because you really just get to talk to, uh, people that you actually want to talk to and there's like an excuse for it you know it is like sometimes these dreams that you go after like you're going to get a shot at it if you work hard but you might have to sacrifice something else in the way you don't want to miss this lineup of guests listen to the wayne holtz podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows we are back with voice actor mark thompson and okay so Speaking of reunions, for everyone who's listening, if you haven't been catching up or keeping up, Pokemon 
as I said at the beginning, is in a very important stage in its existence, okay? If Ash Ketchum finally became the champion, okay, and apparently, listen, I say allegedly apparently because I feel like he'll be back, I don't know, but um, <laughs> he's ending his journey. He and Pikachu are are done. He just won the entire situation. Um but he's also recently been reunited with several of his Pokemon, many of which you have played. And so what are your thoughts on the end of Ash's journey and also just you being a part of the entire situation? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Like it, it did, it was, it was super shocking when they announced that, you know, Ash was going to be moving on. Cause that, that was just something that you felt like would never change. You know, like you felt like he would be there forever. So, um, that and it can, you know, and I've seen the performers change over the years with, with him, and you, you just kind of figure, well, that's how it will be forever. Like, you know, like it, he'll just kind of be this age forever, and it'll go on forever. And um, so, it was, it was definitely shocking. Um, and I guess I'm, 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 ex I'm excited to see what's next. Like, you know, I'm, like, I'm definitely curious, like everybody else, I imagine, hmm. uh, to see what the new generation or era will be like. Um, as far as my personal experience with it, it, it is, it, it's similar to the Yu-Gi-Oh thing. It's like, I, I feel like later in life, I am kind of realizing how important that show is to people. Cause like the first one for me was when I got to do, um, Casey Jones on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cause that was a show that I grew up with you know, when I was a kid seeing the eighties one. And so I knew what a big deal that show was. And I, and I was very excited to get that one. But when I got like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, you know, when I started, it was honestly like just a job. I was like, okay, great. You know, like I, I get to do this cool cartoon and, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything about the games. I didn't know anything about how popular they were or well-received. And so it hasn't really been until, you know, now that I've maybe started, my kids are older and, I maybe started doing some of these conventions and I'm realizing like, wow, like, you know, people feel about this the way I feel about, you know, Star Wars or Ninja Turtles or whatever. It's like, so that's a huge honor to know that you're, you're part of something that gives people so much joy, you know? So that's, that's been really, really cool. And, you know, from an, from an acting standpoint, you always feel a little ridiculous with the Pokemon because most, most of the, I've done some trainers, but like, most of the stuff I'm doing on Pokemon is the creatures. So it, it's, it's hard to explain to people what you do. Cause you're just saying, you know, Gengar, Gengar, like just over and over and over again, <laughs> you know, so, but listen, Gengar um, has emotions. Okay. That's Gengar right. That's right. has moods. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So does, so does Cubone. So does Primeape. Yes. So does Geodude, all these yeah. legendary Pokemon, everyone, not mean, not legendary, legendary Pokemon. Let's okay. Don't attack me. Pokemon fans, but, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> but like these, these iconic, uh, Pokemon characters, uh, you know, you've right. been there forever. And so they, they have moods, they have emotions, they have the entire situation. So I, I totally, I totally hear you on that. And honestly, it is, it is an interesting acting challenge to try to convey all those different emotions just with that word. And, you know, we, we literally did that in an acting exercise in college where you just, you're not allowed to use a script. You just use one word and do repetition exercises. So in, in some ways it is like, maybe the purest form of acting there is mm. because it's all about the emotion, you know, but, but you do feel a little silly sometimes doing it. So you have to kind of suspend that silliness and uh, focus on the intentions. 
And so when it comes to the future and, and future intentions, tell me, what is a kind of character you would eventually like to play? Like, what what is your ideal role in front of the camera or behind it? Right, right. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a gigantic Star Wars nerd, so I, I would love to be a, a Jedi or some 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 force user character in a live action thing or uh, an animation uh either way i would be happy i'd i'd really love to do live action but uh uh but that that would be my dream of dreams um you know and but any anything like kind of science fictiony is is kind of my thing that i love the most so i i guess i guess i would love to do that specifically or anything in that genre really Okay, we're throwing that out into the universe. Also, yes, for, anyone, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, um, I didn't mention this, but Mark is also a huge part of the Star Wars universe. The audiobooks are very real. The story extends way beyond the films. So please make sure you are checking out the extensive uh, library of Star Wars <laughs> audiobooks, by the way. Audiobooks need to be listened to, and so do podcasts. And that's why we're here. And I appreciate you being here. Mr. Mark. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it as well, Waniacs. The show goes on, and stick around for next week. We have a cute one coming up as well. Make sure you are following Mr. Mark Thompson at, okay, y'all, at Captain Hud underscore Mark Thompson underscore vo on instagram now you know i love an underscore honey so please make sure you are doing all the searching mr mark what a pleasure thanks wayne i appreciate it thank you and thank you waniacs goodbye this episode was produced and engineered by nick shan when it comes to looks and smarts i'll give you five out of five kisses Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Let me rise to the occasion. I'll photo you at the radio station. In my headphones, your voice will be playing. And I won't be limited to just one minute with Mark. You won't quit talking once you start to drug. I can't stop the beating my heart when I'm waiting on that moment for your lips apart when I'm waiting on that minute just a minute more all the others crave your silence if you talk to me I won't say be quiet I don't mind anytime you cut someone off they think a swim so get that way